Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. And I wanted to talk to you guys today about faith and obedience. And I have a team uh, that surrounded us. It's just so beautiful what God's done with Bulls Ministries because we have people who they said yes to God when it was hard to say yes to God to do ministry in a city that's not easy to do ministry in. And they could have done a lot of other things, they had lots of other options, but they said yes. And because of that, we've been able to build things like this podcast and build our platform online and our YouTube channel and some of our TV shows and even our tour when we were touring. None of them had that experience before, although they had experience that led to being able to do that well because efficiency-wise, they're amazing. So this is kind of part two. We did a part one with some of our team, but I felt like some of their stories, not just about how they got involved with Bulls Ministries, but just some of their origin stories as far as how they've been learning how to hear and obey God was really essential for you to hear. So I want to introduce them to you. We have Jacqueline and Jacqueline Wilson uh, was a missionary with Campus Crusade for Christ in Turkey from 2000 to 2006, one of the hardest countries to be a missionary as a woman. She taught missionary kids and worked with orphans. And uh, she was with Youth with a Mission from 2007 to 2009, where she led missions trips into the inner city of Scotland and Cambodia. Then she attended Bethel School of the Supernatural in 2010. And then she came here and taught at an inner city school from 2014 through 18. And I wanted to highlight that experience because she was in a charter school as a teacher, educator, and she was seeing the kingdom. She was seeing results, like what she was seeing in the mission world. And then God called her back into more ministry. And so she came alongside of us and has lent us. And it really helps the operations move at Bowles Ministries. And, and she hears God powerfully, but she's also doing things outside of us, like writing books and still teaching and educating because that's who she is. I love her walk with the Holy Spirit. Then we have Hannah Chang. Hannah graduated uh, George Mason University with a bachelor's in graphic design and a minor, a minor in biology in Virginia. She worked with small businesses in two churches before Bowles Ministries. She came out to Los Angeles by le the leading of the Holy Spirit, not sure if she was going to do entertainment or ministry, and God called her to us as a ministry. She's responsible for editing these podcasts, a lot of our graphics, a lot of our video editing, although we have some other people that she manages as well. But she's just, she's the the face. When I come up with like, I want this graphic idea, I want this, she literally taps on the Holy Spirit and just asks God to lead her in this. And she nails it so many times on the first time, or else she nails the concept the first time, which I've never had before on this level. So it's so cool to watch when someone's gifted in what they do, they're so talented but they also listen to the Holy Spirit. It's just, it's a beautiful relationship. And then we have Jeff and uh, Jeff graduated Bible college with BA and pastoral ministries. He was a youth pastor, did pulpit supply work, and then also missionary with YWAM for a while. And he currently leads revival group and men's breakfast at his church Evergreen, which we love uh, the Evergreen church here in Los Angeles. And Jeff has just been such a strength to us. He runs all of our resources, builds relationship to new vendors and also if you get uh, if you order from bullsministries.com, you're interacting with Jeff himself because that's who he is. And so you're going to hear from him as well. I want to encourage you guys. This episode is story time. I think you're going to really enjoy the stories. So stay tuned. 
The most important book I've ever written is coming out. It's coming out on February 22nd through bowlsministries.com. You can get a copy. It's called Encounter. And this book is going to prepare you for what God's doing now in the upcoming move of God that's imminent, that God's shown me. And I believe this book is going to help people to come into their assignment and the greater works we're called to. You can get the book now. And if you get it, if you pre-order it in this time frame, you're going to get a free e-course. If you pre-order a wholesale cost of three, five, or 10 books, you also are going to get the e-course and a prayer prophetic ministry appointment. We're going to pray for you as a team and believe in God's greatness in you. We need people who've had encounters to be raised up right now and see the greatness of Jesus through their calling. So go to bowlsministries.com and pre-order today. Well, welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. And I am so excited to have Jacqueline, Hannah, and Jeff, who all work with me. And I get the benefit of just you guys making this ministry what it is. I mean, we have such an incredible team and I know we've been able to highlight team in another episode as well, but they all have their stories. What I love about everyone who works with us is that they have their own God journey story of how God's spoken to them and what he's doing in their lives. And it's, their life doesn't just center around our ministry, but it centers around God and our ministry as part of that. And they have their own projects and beliefs and, and dreams and journey alongside of us. And sometimes outside of what they're doing for Bold's Ministries. And I just wanted them to be able to share because I love their stories. They're so deep that some of you guys would hear just a bite-sized piece from each one of them about how they were led to work for our ministry, but also how they were led in some areas of their life that would come up in this kind of conversation because they're really rich stories. So we're going to start with Jacqueline. And Jacqueline, I love your background as a missionary. And I love that you went after children and the children's space. And I love when we asked you to work for us, you were kind of like, I mean, I think this is a right fit, but I've never done this before. But I mean, you have an incredible, I mean, you, have, you know, high education, the whole thing, but, but as far as for education. So you were thinking, how am I going to come into this ministry and work in kind of an event space, sometimes admin, sometimes coordination, sometimes all kinds of hats you've worn. And you were such a perfect fit for what we needed because your personality, the peace you carry. I don't know anyone who carries peace like you. You mm. carry so much peace. And you just have a yes in your heart towards God and towards people. And I love that. I know at one point we had on our chalkboard, hashtag drama free when we all worked mm -hmm. in the same office. Yeah, that's right. so remote, but hashtag drama free. And you just created that atmosphere around you. It was like you diffuse drama and you're just so peaceful. So you ended up coming to work for Bulls Ministries, probably the longest out of the three of you guys who are on screen today. Um, tell us about that transition and just how God brought you here as far as what he spoke to you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, I've always been one of those people that I've just said, okay, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to obey you. And yeah. so it was really an obedience. It was really something where I was a teacher before I was working for um, you and I had such favor and I was seeing like students and that were thriving and I was working in like inner city LA yeah, actually. Really hard and part. yeah, totally. And I was actually working for a charter school. So I was working with a lot of dropouts and a lot of kids that were at my school because they weren't able to go to traditional school. And even so, I was seeing test scores that were parallel to like the districts. And so wow. I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to be in teaching and this is what I'm going to do. And then um, four years into it, the Lord said, Jacqueline, this is not your job. And I was just wow. like, well, what do you want me to do? And so that's why. And then I just started like praying about it. And I just felt like it's time to go back into ministry, it's time to do something where I, he was just saying, it's time to go do the ministry piece that I've called you from the beginning. Because from the very beginning, when I first started my career, 
I actually, I didn't even hear the voice of God or even know the voice of God, but someone came to me and said, Jacqueline, you know, now that you're a Christian, I just became a Christian in college. They said, you know, that it's your calling. You're supposed to go to the world now and tell the world. And I was like, wait, what? That's the thing. I didn't even know. (laughs) I didn't even know that was what you're supposed to do. And this person offered me this, uh, the director of, uh, it was called Campus Crusade for Christ. That's how I became a Christian. He said, you know, I want you to go to this nation. And he didn't even tell me what nation it was, but he just said 99.9% of the the country has never heard the name of Jesus. And now that you're a Christian, you need to go tell them. And I said, okay, then I'm going. And then I I went there without even knowing from the Lord. But then uh, when I was there, the Lord started to, to teach me about how to hear his voice. And then that's when I said, okay, Lord, if I can hear your voice, then I will always obey your voice. Now, are you avoiding telling the name of the nation on purpose, or can we tell people? Well, it was Turkey. Well, yeah, I went to Turkey. Turkey. I mean, that's like yeah. women aren't even listened to in a way that is profound there. So, like, the fact that you went as a woman, single woman to Turkey is super risky and super challenging, and yet you went. Like, you just totally went with full faith. And I think that that's, I love, that's who you are. Like, I love your heart. That's like the type of person that I've met as the Jacqueline who is responsive to the Holy Spirit and like will do radical things, which is so cool. So when you were in Turkey, though, that's when you decided to go into education or you had kind of a moment with God. I had a moment. Okay, so I didn't know the voice of God yet in Turkey. So, but I noticed that there was something with children. And what happened was there was this little girl who she had like, because she was a missionary and she just had this like crippling fear. Like she wouldn't talk to anybody. And like, um, she was a, a missionary kid. And so um, I started, when I came to her group, I was just kind of like started hanging out with her and playing little things with her. And all of a sudden she was just talk, 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 talking to me. And then I noticed another little kid, the same thing. It was like a two-year-old who had wow. fear, another missionary kid, he had fear. And all of a sudden there was something with me when he was around me, he was just like that breakout of, and he was like chatting and he was like, he felt safe with me. And then eventually one of the parents said, um, Declan, have you ever thought about being a teacher? And I was like, no, like, no, it would never be a teacher. But then I just kept thinking about, it. I was like teaching. Interesting. Cause I started to see like all the kids that I was, yeah. like, I was able to relate to them super easy. And then I just decided, you know what? teaching would be a great way to do missions because you can get me into countries that I can't get into as a tourist. Cause I was a tourist, you know, yeah. in Turkey. but I was like, I'm going to go into teaching, but God has since confirmed it that I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I mean, so many people now have like said to me, um, giving me prophetic words about teaching, but it was after I started going to teaching because again, I couldn't hear the voice of the Lord, but somebody had just said it and it birthed this, it birthed something in me that was like, yeah. maybe I am a teacher. Well, I love how God leads us even before we know he's leading us. That's just how beautiful he is. It's like leading us through conversations, leading us through the instinct of what we are made to do, leading us through so many different ways. And that's one of the things I love about our ministry is we're going to teach people about how we hear from God. But you ended up going from that place to working with us. And what I love about your relationship with Jeremy, who runs organizations, Jeremy helps people publish books. And you've had books in you and you went for it. Even during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you published two books for children yeah. and my, my girls, I haven't read the second one yet because it's just now out. Mm-hmm. But the first one we read twice as a family and the girls were so impacted by it. Cause it's kind of like mm-hmm. for those of you who have kids who are familiar with the magic tree house series, it's like that, but with Bible characters. And I don't know if you ever even knew about that series, Jacqueline before, but it's, it's similar, but I like yours obviously a lot better. And the first story is uh, gives kids the key of courage. It gives kids, you know, it's, it's based on these little kids who meet Esther in Bible times but they're from modern times. It's so cool. 
So tell us about like even working on books like that in the midst of everything else you're doing. Yeah, I started doing that because I had gotten words actually about being a writer. Jacqueline, you're a writer. Your writer's going to bring heat. Your writings are going to bring healing. Your writings are, are going to touch people's lives. And I just kept like for a long time, like probably 10 years, I've been praying, God, what do you, yeah. how do you want me to write? What do you want me to do? Because I was always thinking about writing my story, but I was like, yeah. people are always like, write your missions. But I'm like, I don't know how to begin or even what to say. But then um, I just felt like during this time, during this pandemic, so many people were in fear and so many people were just like being divided and, mm -hmm. you know, people were burning cities. And I just felt like people protesting and I thought, God, how can I use my voice in this? And that was where I thought I need to touch the next generation in some way. And at this point, we didn't know if we were going to go out, if I could even be a teacher anymore. Yeah. We were all in our houses. And I thought, okay, Lord, I'm just going to start writing them because books are one way that I can give a legacy that I can actually get my voice out there to kids without going to every kid, but I can actually just have something that I can release. So I just thought, okay, I just started to pray about ideas and ask God, what's an idea that I can actually touch the next generation. And that's why I thought courage because our, our nation yeah. was under such fear yeah. and no one knew what was going to happen with coronavirus. No one knew what was going to happen in, in, in our world. So that's why I started with courage that to just give kids that courage. And so it has Esther because she was a woman of courage who actually used her voice to save a nation. So I thought I want to teach kids to use their voice and to stand up for who they are. And so that's kind of why I started with courage and, and started Amazing. writing and I just started writing kids books and I mean, the kids have said it's easy to read, but I don't know, you know. It's, no, I think it's, it's, it's great. I got a lot me, out of it. I read it to him twice and I got a lot out of it. So I, I really enjoyed it. Tell people how to get the book. I, I'm so excited. Our books now. Yeah, absolutely. They're on Amazon. It's called Adventures into the Bible. Or you can go to my website. It's also called adventuresintothebible.com. Um, and there's two books, uh, The Key of Courage and The Key of Faith. So excited. I'm so excited. So yeah, grateful. Awesome. Thanks for sharing a little glimpse into your life and just for your story. And we're going to go next to Hannah. Hannah, Jane, come on up. Hello, well, hello. <laughs> Hannah, you are the one who creates the majority of graphics, a lot of the video editing, the podcast audio. You kind of do like, like uh, you're, I call you the machine because you do so many different types of things so efficiently. It's ridiculous. I'm like, you're so gifted and talented that it makes me like feel like I don't have talents because you have so oh many. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. So so Hannah, tell us a little bit about your background as far as how you start to connect into hearing God's voice and even why you end up working for our ministry and a ministry. Because I think a lot of people who are watching are talented or they have a gift or they have something going on, but they don't realize how they can use it in cooperation with God and actually cause, I mean, you're one of the main reasons why our impact on social media and video impact on YouTube and these kinds of things happens because of what you designed. And we've gone from reaching tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, now millions. And it really takes audio design and graphic design and video editing to actually export whatever the message is. And you've been like responsible. So your fruit, I think of heaven. I think like Jesus is going to say, Sean, thank you for your ministry. And Hannah, thank you for everything Sean did too. Here's one in his treasury, you know, place in heaven for Jesus. And here's one for you because you guys have just given so much, like all of the team, but, but tell us about this a little bit. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It is so <laughs> And it has just been so wonderful and just so I've been learning so much like working here. It's just been a blast. Um, and so um, I don't know where to begin, but it's uh, a good point would probably be I was working at two churches. So I know what it's like to be in ministry, you know, working. Yeah. In ministry. Um, but while 
um, I just started getting introduced to hearing God's voice and the Holy Spirit. And um, actually, the more I spent time with God, like personally, not out of like legalism or anything, just yeah. I was just hungry and thirsty and for learning more about him. The more I started hearing God's voice and he started mm-hmm. talking to about himself and about me and who I am and my identity. And that's when I started realizing, oh, um, God is seeing me as like a storyteller, an artist, and to really pursue that, you know. And so I felt I I heard really clearly um, to go to California. I'm like, California, okay, like get by me, Satan, is this really God? But then the more I prayed, the more I prayed, like it was very clear, you know, um, the more we really like really genuinely have a relationship with him, you start to really hear his voice, really know his voice. Just like it says in the word, you know, my sheep hear my voice. And so um, I took the bold step. I had, I put in my two weeks notice working at um, a ministry um, doing graphic design. And then um, he wanted me to be a storyboard artist. So um, among with a lot of different steps of different things that he wanted me to do, but one of them was to be a storyboard artist. And um, so, yeah, I just, I just, got my clothes, got just this here. And all I have was like the clothes on my back and some money I saved up from um, uh, my job working at uh, Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Woo-hoo, shout out to them. Yeah. And then, um, so, you know, I just went over and people were, you know, said all these things like, that's crazy and stuff. And I'm like, but you know what? Gotta obey God. Just Faith is crazy sometimes. Yeah. And so, and then God provided, actually, um, I was at E58 and I was praying, God, I know you've given me lots of gifts and talents to do a lot of different things. God, I pray none of them will go to waste, you know, audio, video, drawing. And <laughs> I said, God, I pray that God cast that check for sure. <laughs> I was like, none of it going to waste. You know, in the Bible it says to much is to whom much is given, much is required. So I'm like, okay, yeah. that's responsibility here. And then, so I pray that God, please let none of it go to waste. And actually, um, yeah, and then we were sitting in E58, and then... Um, Which are, are the church a lot of us go to, some of us go to on the team. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, my room, I think there was an office position, uh, office manager position came up. And by the way, that is like not my thing at all, okay? And then so, but my roommate, she was, um, she was saying, um, I feel like God wants you to sign up. And then I looked at her and I thought, I feel like God wants me to sign up too, but it makes no sense because office manager, admin, organization, what? Oh, okay. And so I started, but then, you know, as, you know, as it came out, like they, um, the job just opened up and a new job just like came up with it. It was just like a God thing. Like there wasn't even a position for, you know, media creation and all that stuff. And then it just opened up. So like, that's what I know. I remember that's so fun because we had it. We weren't sure we were ready to hire yet for that, even though we needed it desperately. And then you came to us and we're like, yes, which is so cool. Tell, tell me this, because I know like with the kind of talents that you guys all have, but specifically with what you have with media, because we're in Los Angeles. So with the media kind of talents you have, you have to take, I'm just being vulnerable, it could pay decrease at this point for working in ministry versus if you went to mainstream, yeah. you you're probably wearing more hats than you would if you went into a traditional studio, which maybe you would just excel in one thing. You're wearing a lot more hats. Like what, what's the reward in it? Like tell, like why would somebody do this for a season of time? Cause I know there's people listening. Some people are going, God's calling me to some ministry. And there's a, there's some, sometimes it's not monetary sacrifice. Sometimes it's, it's sacrifice in the sense of hours or it's sacrifice in the sense of 
it just takes, there's warfare, it sacrifices a sense of all kinds of other things. But there's always when God calls us to, especially ministry, I feel like there's more sacrifice because you're more on the front lines, so to speak, than yeah. if you do things that are non-traditional ministry. And in, in no way am I minimizing mainstream careers is um, easier. But I'm just saying, like, tell us why you would sacrifice or what God was showing you about that. Right. Um, actually, at the time, I thought that God was going to send me to a more entertainment type of thing yeah. uh, for storyboarding and stuff. But um but then I felt like God wanted me to go to ministry. And I was like, God, wait, I've been doing ministry. I know what that's like, you know. Um, but like going there, I was being obedient. And also I felt like God was training me. And same thing with anyone going into ministry. It's like, yeah. it's a whole different ball game. And also he he's growing things in you, like to be, like to bloom where you're planted. Like just yes. where you're planted to bloom because there is always a reason. and like, you know, for you to be there. And especially um, looking back, I was not ready. Like I um, needed to grow in so many different ways. And especially with uh, creativity, being an artist, Mm -hmm. um, there's like that balance of like just getting the job done and then also being sensitive and checking in like with the Holy Spirit, because actually the best designs and the stuff that made the most impact, I I actually, I would check in, you know, and be like, okay, geez, this is what it looks like, but it's ugly. Like, help me. Like, you know, and then, and then, you know, and he'll be like, he'll just say different words or images and things will come up in my mind. And it's very subtle, you know, but then I would just pursue it, pursue it. And then it would be like, I'm like, I'm not that good. Like, this is, this is God, you know, working with us, you know, same thing with all artists and anyone in any industry. Um, you know, just like to check in, like, just quickly, just be like, okay, I love that. you know, it doesn't even have to be like, long you know the long listening prayer yeah. you know it's yeah. just you know just checking in like that really makes such a difference but yeah it's- i was thinking about my first time on a on a set that was a professional set um, where everything had you know unions and the whole thing and i was reading from a teleprompter content and copy that i didn't write so i'm just doing a news thing about some entertainment stuff and it was three minutes long and i was just like wow this is so different than when I worked in ministry, you know, the week before, and I had to write the teleprompter stuff, I had to load it into the teleprompter, I had to tell them, this light's not right, that's not working, this isn't happening. Because when you're in ministry, a lot of times you're wearing lots of hats, but like, and I just realized, like, some of us are so much better prepared, because we've had to wear all the hats instead of just going into one vein. And but like, there's so, so much preparation, you, you've had to learn and problem solve. I laugh at some of the problem solving we have to do sometimes behind the scenes. Like, how is that going to work, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate your obedience to God and just who you are, because I know that it's going to, you know, I just believe in you. I believe in your future in both the ministry and outside of whatever else God has outside of ministry or even other ministries. I'm just excited for you. But thank you so much for being here. But I think a lot of people can hear themselves in your story. Like there's people who need to make those choices of obedience, even though it might be leaving a state and not having tons of support to leave. I mean, that's a huge sacrifice you made. And we're so glad because we've benefited from it. We've become who we are in essence because of all of you guys as a team have come and created that space with us. Yeah. And takes- um, yeah. And one more thing I think that would be really beneficial to people is I thought I was being, people were saying like, Hey, that's so irresponsible. You know, um, oh, that's wow. really irresponsible. Or you might feel like, am I being irresponsible? Um, but when you hear God very clearly on some issue, you just know that, you know, and with, you know, more prayer and stuff, and you just know God's leading you somewhere. Actually, God was saying to me, being disobedient is irresponsible. That's so good. You know, that's power statement right there. You got it. That's like, 
Seriously, that, that oh. reminded my heart. I know many other people just got conviction from the Holy Spirit. Like, oops, I need to listen to him right now. <laughs> Thanks, Santa, so much. We're going to move on to Jeff. And Jeff is our Canadian-American, which I love. You're, you have dual citizenship. And uh, Jeff, I just think like you have a, a degree. I've already told him in the bio, but you have, um, you've studied to be a pastor. You've studied to be a minister. You've done a lot of different things already in life. And you came only just to kind of fill a gap. You said, I'll just work with you guys right now. I have some dreams and some things that are going on. And you've now worked for us for a long time. And it's been beautiful. It's like the, your level of care with people, the pastoral side of your heart always comes through. But also the way you do just everything you do, you fulfill all of our resources, you create new relationships with us for all of our materials to go to new places. And you do a lot of other things like help with the app, like you've helped, you know, soccer mom the app and make it happen for the Bulls Ministries app. But you also are part of a local church, you've been a part of uh, you building local community right now. And so you do a lot of different things. And I, I love your whole family, your parents, your brother. But come on in and tell us, like, tell us how God got you involved with our ministry and then some of the things that he's been showing you in this season. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was quite a journey of faith because uh, when I was up in Canada uh, the year before I moved down to Los Angeles, I was uh, uh, pastoring at a couple churches. I was a substitute pastor. So I literally go to these two small town churches and preach. And throughout the week, I work with my dad as a janitor at the church. So I'd be setting up everything, cleaning, and then on the oh weekends, God. I'd be heading down. So it'd be, it'd be amazing that I'd be able to build relationships with these churches too. And, uh, but I knew at that time too, there was a move coming. And so uh, I came down for an event, uh, which you were at Sean Azusa now, and I just really felt down promptly. Yeah, there's, a move coming. there's a move coming. And I just knew I was supposed to move back to Southern California as we lived there as a family beforehand. So anyways, I made the journey of faith uh, and ended up doing stuff with YWAM for uh, about a year and a half. Uh, went to Guatemala with a bunch of uh, awesome. 20-year-old Europeans, uh, which was a fun <laughs> trip, you know. <laughs> We uh, we went into uh, a lot of different prisons and uh, different places and was able to share the gospel and uh, to see like uh, people get healed. And it was just cool. I had that simple like, yes, I'm going to do this, but without knowing how it was all going to look like. Because uh, yeah. I know when I came down from Canada, uh, a pastor said to me, like, Jeff, you can move down to the States, but you're going to have to build relationships there. You can be comfortable here or you can take a step of faith and start over, but you might not have everything you have up here. You know, say goodbye to the preaching for now. And I was like, I'll, I was like, I'd rather give my yes and explore where I know God has me and God wants me to be than say no and be comfortable and then realize over time, oh no, what have I done with my life? I was supposed to follow what God had on there. So anyways, uh, after YWAM, I knew um, I had built some relationships with some different people, different churches. I was praying where to go and I was working a few odd jobs at the time as well. Uh, but I still wanted to do something with ministry, but I also knew uh, one thing God was showing me was like, it wasn't about the platform or having a ministry job to do ministry, what I can do, uh, in Los Angeles, that I just needed a vehicle to let me do it, whether it was in my local church, whether it was uh, doing an improv class. I was like, I'm, it's kind of like the coin, John, uh, the phrase John Wimber says, I'm a coin. Uh, how would you like to spend me, uh, with my life? And so anyways, I saw that you guys were hiring applied and kind of forgot about it. And then one night, uh, Lord speaking me about hey an upgrade's coming and i was like hey an upgrade in my relationship with you okay great and then the next day later i got a call from uh jeremy and uh, he told me about what the job was and i was like oh this kind of sounds like uh, what i when i worked at the big church up in canada i was like okay yep a lot of operation stuff you know making sure things are done here a lot of events yeah. i was like perfect so that's so cool because i think a lot of people who are listening like i want them to get the view for you three and all the other people who work on our team that it's a radical civil obedience to move to a city like LA. 
and to trust God for anything, any purpose there. And very few people on top of that want to be in ministry when they move to a state like this or will be in ministry, even if God's calling them to it. And I think there's only less than 1% of Christians in the whole world in ministry, but in the bigger cities, it's a smaller percentage than that because it's really a sacrifice. And so I love that. I'm not highlighting being in ministry. I'm highlighting that you guys said yes in such radical faith and how it's paid off not only for our ministry and for what we're doing, but also in your own lives. It's just been, you know, fun to watch the growth together that, you know, you guys have watched me grow. I've watched you guys grow. And Jeff, you in particular, like, I feel like it's been, uh, you know, going into your thirties and, you know, it's just watching you just become more of a man in the sense of like leadership and all these different areas. It's really amazing when God uses some of the things that you work on and work for as a catalyst for your own growth. And so I'm really loving the growth that I've seen and just, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your heart of obedience. And I love when we go where God leads us, it brings a different result than if we just stay in what's comfortable, even if it's good. And so as you've been an inspiration, tell me, um, cause I know that uh, part of what's inside of you is like, you know, in the midst of coronavirus pandemic shutdown, you've also had for years, believe you're going to um, be a voice writing books, you know, working in ministry in the sense of more of the platform side of ministry. Tell me what's been burning in your heart since the, you know, this, this stage of the pandemic, so to speak, you know, 2020, 22 or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, during that time too, I really felt God prompted me because at my church at the time, I was just kind of filling in for stuff because I know there needs to be relationships built. But then, um, so I felt the Lord saying like, no, now's your time to step up and lead. So, uh, anyway, so then my pastor called me and said, Jeff, I think it's time for you to leave a revival group now, which is like a small group. And then uh, he also put it in my heart to do a men's breakfast. So I was like, really me doing the men's breakfast? And he's like, yes, I trust you, Jeff. And so I've been doing those things, which has been really cool because so I always awesome. have a heart for just seeing community and being able to pour into bring the guys even at our church together and also the revival group, uh, you know, going deeper in what God's doing. And we've even seen some like healings. It's been really cool how we've just been able to dig deeper in what God's doing, me being able to, yeah, do what I felt like I was made to do. And uh, then also, yeah, I've been writing a book as well uh, with the help of our very own Jeremy Boutros. And we all have Jeremy yeah. helping us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's just a book about like uh, identity and also community. So like for me, a big passion. And one thing I've really discovered in this journey as well is how big identity is and how often you always are growing in it. And uh, I think the coronavirus too just highlighted a lot like, hey, where's people's identity? Where's our identity life? Because a lot of people lost their job. A lot of people uh, lost okay, a sense where they're at in life. And she's like, no, it's in Christ. And being able to see my journey and how I've come into that, because I'm always like, hey, I know my weaknesses. I know the different areas where uh, I'm highly like, God, I need you in this area. Yeah. And he's always stepped in and filled the gap. And just rating my experience with that. And also just how big and how important community is. And, uh, and so I've been writing about that as well, how those two come hand in hand. So it's been fun seeing the process. So yeah. Good. Well, I'm excited, you guys, because I feel like between the four of us right here and then all of the other people on our team, it just, it represents people who've listened to God and walked into radical obedience and faith and not taking the easy road, but taking the road that's less traveled. And I think that's what God's raising up right now is like this, this next season of those who thrive and have positivity in their life and their Christian faith, it's because they're going to hear and obey and benefit from that. And I'm so proud to have a team like that. I'm so glad to be able to highlight you guys. And I'm so glad that you shared from your stories to highlight things that, I mean, are sometimes challenging and the way you've listened to God has taken you to a direction that you wouldn't have chosen necessarily for yourself. 
but it's it's part of growing with God and saying, okay, I'll do what you want me to do. And it leads us a different direction, but I think we like it better than if we had led ourselves. That's the beautiful thing about walking with God. Thanks you guys so much for being on. And I want to encourage everyone who's watching. Some of you are hearing God about different things and maybe something that Hannah or Jacqueline or Jeff said reminded you of something that God's telling you or you're just listening and waiting for God to prompt you. He will speak and he's speaking all the time and he's setting people up. I think, you know, you see what the enemy is doing right now all around the world. You can see what man's doing wrong. But what we need to look for right now is what is God doing in our lives and how is he going to build his kingdom that only keeps growing? And I love to highlight these guys because you're you're listening to positive kingdom growth that's happening in their lives and in our ministry. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line. And also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.